new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. live thanks guys for being here with me today as you can see i'm holding a copy of the book that i wrote this past year with curtis estes from success to significance you guys have asked me many times to do a book review or a breakdown of these chapters and i'm finally found the time and resources here to be able to do this and again i can't stress it enough i'd encourage all of you to get this book this was intentionally done with a lot of my story curtis's story and a lot of ideas I would encourage you, as I do all people who have this book, just get the book, work through the exercises. You're going to be happy that you did. So today is going to be chapter one or a little bit skimming chapter one, a little bit of the introduction here. And part of it's going to be me reading the book. Part of it's going to be me, you know, giving a little bit more conversation and context to the book. But my idea here is to give you guys quick 10 minute or so clips that you guys can use to move forward. And if you want a copy of this book, email me and my team at info at success 101 podcast. Again, that's info at success 101 podcast to get your own copy. I intentionally have not put these books out on Amazon yet. That might be coming at some point, but not anytime soon, because I want to cater to a very select group of people who are serious about getting the book, putting these systems in place and doing whatever they can to improve their life. So we're going to go ahead and dive in here. And I would say the theme of this book is really going along with Curtis's life mission, which is your life by design, designing your life strategically so that we can be better each day rather than living by default, which we all know where that leads, right? But what I want you to do first as we dive into this book is I want you to recall that moment of inspiration when you felt like you were on a mountaintop, whether that's you graduating from college. For me, that was a big deal. I was the first person in my family to go to college. I don't take that lightly. I'm very grateful for that. But that's something that I could and should be proud of. Maybe it's something different for you. Maybe it's when you landed your first dream job, or maybe it's when you met your future spouse, whatever it is that made your confidence unshakable because of that mountain that you were on. And we talk about many mountaintop experiences in this book. And your thought whenever that happened may have been, man, if life continues like this, my life will overflow with confidence and happiness. In fact, you may have felt like that your future never felt bigger than it did on that day. You had energy, you felt like you couldn't fail. And now fast forward to where you are today, whether you're 22 years old right off the college campus or you're 60 years old, looking back and realizing there's some things maybe you didn't accomplish, which I know plenty of people like that. My biggest fear is just wasting my life. That's a big fear of mine and something that I work toward daily and have gotten my mind around. But, you know, maybe you have experienced high levels of success. You're at the top of your game. You're earning more now than you ever imagined. And you've got all the success around you, but maybe you don't have clarity and purpose. And that's what I find with a lot of people out there. There's something missing, that spring in their step, that energy. And what we want to do through this book, From Success to Significance, is we want to create a new picture for you. We want to give you new energy with fresh ambition. We want to get that confidence back. I mean, heck, if you're 60 years old, I told a client this the other day, you're 60 years old. The average male in this country, I believe now, lives somewhere between 80 
85, 83, 85, 87, depending on what chart you're looking at or and, and mortality tables or whatever, there's still a lot of years left to make sure that you're accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. Okay. So we want to rekindle that fire. And our hope is that this book does that for you. And one of the first things that we do in chapter one is lay out an ideal life worksheet. That's where you grab a pen and a piece of paper. You take as much time as necessary and you describe your ideal life. You don't do a five-year vision, even though you could. And we talk about that later in the book with things like the highlight reel, pulling up memories from the past and things you want to recreate. We talk about your legacy statement, all of those things. But this is just taking a pen and a piece of paper. And you may want to answer a few questions in this exercise. You might want to answer questions such as, what does success look like? Your why has likely changed. I'll talk about that just in a moment. Your why has likely changed. Your goals have changed from when you were, let's say, a teenager or in your early 20s. But what does success look like to you today? Another question you may want to ask is, what characteristics do I see in others that I want to model starting right now? So this would be present tense starting right now. If you could map out your ideal life, what would that look like for you? And here's the deal, guys. Psychologists, doctors, neurologists, they'll tell you this over and over, that simply writing down your ideas automatically gets your brain into a thinking pattern and automatically starts taking you to a different level to where you create new neural pathways in your brain. Not so long ago, in fact, doctors thought that your brain was still fixed, that it would just shrink over time as we got older. You really can teach an old dog new tricks to go with the coin phrase, but your brain is elastic. And it's really amazingly not until the last handful of years with fMRI technology and things like that, that we can see that even as we get older, and yes, our brain will tend to shrink if left up to its own, left to default, we can design in new neural pathways in our brain that will facilitate the fulfillment of your ideal life. And those connections that you're weaving into your brain, those are the rails that you're going to use to create new thought patterns in the days that you're reading through this book and you're creating your life by design. But nothing's too good to be true. There always has to be a but. We've got to take a time out here and we've got to make sure that we're not falling into the overachiever trap, okay? And that's one of these things that no matter how hard charging you are, no matter if you're on point or not on point, as you start designing your life by design, you could easily fall into this overachiever trap. And that's why Curtis had the, the insight to bring this up in chapter one, okay? So as we get into the overachiever trap, just kind of think through all the things you want to accomplish, all the things you want to do, but what are the things that are threats out there? Think of it like a SWOT analysis, your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, your threats. What are threats out there that could keep you from getting to where you want to be? I would say the overachiever trap is one of the biggest things that I hear people talking about. So I'll go into that now. The idea here is that the creed of the overachiever is only those who risk going too far can really find out how far one can go. And that's really kind of the creed of the other overachiever. If I've gotten to this level by working X amount? What if I work a little more? What if I do a little more? We push our limits. We challenge ourselves. We set the bar really, really high and we hold ourselves to certain standards and many times want others to follow those standards. We don't cut corners. Hard work reminds us that it's the cornerstone of success. We force ourselves to work longer, uh, smarter, faster, anything that we can do to get better. And the payoff for this typically is great. Uh, most people out there, if you're listening to this video, 
and you're wanting to get better, you're probably a student of learning. And because of that, you've probably moved past where your financial expectations were at this part of life. I mean, it's fascinating. Some of the people I talk to out there, they're in the top 1% of wealthy Americans. One Top 1% of the wealthiest country in the world. I mean, how does that feel? Many times we don't feel that way, even if we've achieved a lot. There's entrepreneurs, there's executives, there's professionals, there's philanthropists. Many of you out there have already made a name for yourself on many levels, and you've achieved what many at one point thought was the American dream. And some of you came from big cities and family money. Some of you came from the farm like Curtis did or way out in the country like I did with very little money. Either way, we've all had our struggles, but you, many of you out there have built a level of success that maybe you thought you would have never been able to get to. Okay, you're the top in your industry or you're striving to be that. You've reached those upper levels of success. Your big dreams, even if you don't feel like it, what you once thought were big dreams have been fulfilled. And then here comes the but, right? It's the timeout piece that I mentioned a second ago. Many of us, many of you are teetering on tight ropes of imbalance. And instead of pursuing your dreams and enjoying all of that hard-earned success, many of us cling blindly to a routine whose aim we just cannot recall. We don't know what we're doing. In fact, Bradford D. Smart, doctor and author of Top Grading, it was written in 2005, he notes that most top managers and executives lie awake at night listening to their heartbeat. Just that thump, 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 worried about the next day, worried about what their performance is going to bring in the future, worried about company politics, worried about the bar being raised. Are they doing enough? And not only do we lose sleep by that, many of you could miss out on your children's birthdays. Family trips turn into work as you lug your computers and laptops along with you and you're on the cell phone more than you're actually being able to chill out on vacations. What happened, guys? What happened to this picture of success that we once thought we were driving toward? And it really does come down to the overachiever trap. Why have many of us out there who have reached remarkable professional success, why are we so guilty of losing sight of that three-letter question, which is why? What is our why? And why are we working so hard? We all have different whys today, as I mentioned earlier, than we did maybe in our early 20s. But I'll tell you this, money is not the answer. We talk about that a lot in the book. Money is not the answer. Many of us, as I mentioned, have surpassed a certain measure, maybe two or three measures of financial security that we thought we needed. So why do we place so much emphasis on the one area of life that we are no longer needy? And the reason is this, guys. Most high achievers are initially driven by a financial goal. Once they reach that goal, however, they fail to define a new why. Early on in my career, I knew I wanted to meet certain goals. Many of you have heard me talk about this. I wanted to push past certain levels of success. But once I hit those levels, I didn't know how to celebrate. I hit the level and went, hey, maybe that wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Maybe it's this new thing that I'm striving toward here and working longer hours, being more competitive really wasn't keeping up with the original goal that I had set out to accomplish and then understanding that I have to celebrate that goal. Okay, if we now have moved past the urgency of that need, many of us, for money out there, and money is not a motivating factor. I hear my clients say this all the time, Jared, money doesn't motivate me. They're looking for more purpose. They're looking for more why. 
but yet they're still going out trying to push this bar forward. They're burning out day in and day out. I know for me, I now have a wife and I have kids and I have other things that are going on. Why do I come and try to muscle it through at the office so many times and achieve something that's maybe much different than what I'd set out to do in the beginning? And it's because of our society put such a value on the pursuit of money and material things. And look, having material things is not a bad thing. If there's something you want and that's going to motivate you, making money may not motivate you, but the ends to that making money and what you can do with that may be exactly what motivates you. Okay, so this is just a, a quick introduction to the first chapter of our book. We go a little further into the overachiever trap. I'm not going to give away all of the tips and ideas that are in the book here in these quick segments, but the thing that I do want to leave you with here, and that is just some of the things that you're going to learn in this book. First, you guys are going to develop clarity about your dreams and building a bigger vision. Okay, so that's a big, big topic we talk about is your vision and how you're building your vision for your future in a value-based process that basically will help you rise up because it has so much more meaning to it and will keep you fueled toward where you're going. Once your vision is established, you're going to create a specific and actionable strategy. So there has to be a vision there. Then we have to know a strategy to get toward that vision, and that's going to allow those ideas and actions to come to fruition. Then what do we have? We have implementation. So we have a vision. We have a strategy around the vision. We implement all of that with ease because, again, we're living our life by design, not by default. And we're going to ensure that our environment is fertile and has abundant resources around us to support and enhance that vision. And then I would say the last thing likely you're going to learn in this book is going to be transformational results. Using this as a from success to significance life design manual and then learning how to enjoy the path that you're on living a life by design. And so as we dive on in, and as I do more of these clips, you're going to hear more about the six vision building activities. Remember, guys, it starts with a vision. If you've got a pyramid and you can picture this pyramid flipped upside down, the very top part is the vision. And it's a little bit smaller. You know, a pyramid widens out this way if it's upside down. That vision's a little bit smaller, not because it's not important to have a really big vision and not because that doesn't need to be a really big building block. But I find that many people who have a vision don't know how to implement, how to create a strategy around that vision, how to implement that vision, and then see those transformable actions and results. They stay stuck on the vision. And we all know that you have to take a step forward in order to walk the right direction that you're going. Okay. But if you are going in the wrong direction, you could walk a thousand miles and then that'd be 2000 miles from your goal. Right. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about that. You could actually take a step in the wrong direction after you map out your vision. That's why we have to have a strategy around which way to go and really make sure that we've got an environment that we've set up and we've designed to where all of that can thrive. So I really look forward to bringing another episode of this to you coming up soon as we dive into the six vision building activities. Again, if you want your own copy of the book from success to significance, email my team info at success 101 podcast. We'll be thrilled to get a copy out to you and hopefully you guys enjoy creating a bigger life of design, not living by default and mapping out this strategy. Again, it's just like a workbook. Like I said, even if you don't read through the stories and the ideas in the book, I think you'll get a ton from just going through the workbook. So I really look forward to bringing that to you guys. Again, info at Success 101 Podcast, and I'll check you on the next episode as we get ready to dive into the six vision building activities. Thanks, guys. <laughs>